Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 10 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast presents Enchantress After Dark. This is a new series where... We sit down with your off, uh, the authors and the narrators, and we have a little bit more spicy sort of conversation, less business, but all fun, just like the regular podcast. Um, the podcast has been the official podcast for Allure signing and Readers Take Denver in 2023. I'm thrilled again to be sharing that the, it's, it's, we're also the official podcast for the Dark Star Con 24, happening in August 29th through September 1st in New Orleans, Louisiana. I hope I got that accent right. If I'm not, don't go after me. I'm not a narrator. A Dark Star is a book conference focused on audiobooks and what is the next best thing happening in the audiobook world. Today, I am chatting with one of those signing narrators, Alexa Page. How are you doing today? Hi, I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to chat and get to know you a lot better. You've been all over my feet and I'm like, I have her scheduled. We're going to chat. Yeah, I'm so excited. I equally, I see your stuff everywhere and i hear people chatting about you all the time and so this is a huge honor oh i'm excited because why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself how long you've been narrating and how you got here and then we'll go from there i guess the short version is i'm very new so i recorded my very first audiobook in june and i did actually so my first two books were the same time um so it's not even been a full year that I've been recording. I used to be in the performing arts world. So I started dancing at five, got my first professional role at 12. My background is stage, um, music theater, dancing. And then during college and after college, I was able to get into film and television commercial um, and kind of divvy into the entertainment world in that regard. So I have a performing background. I've always admired and loved voiceover work, you know, whether it was the voices of character character work um, in movies like Robin Williams or animation, you know, in cartoons, whether it is voiceover dubs for commercials or web series or whatever it may be. I've always loved the field just because it's so diverse and to rely on an instrument, if you will. Um, it's always just been something that's been really, I really appreciate. However, I never in a billion years thought that my voice would be something that, that I, I could go down this pathway for. And uh, I think for a lot of people, life started to change in 2020. Mine somewhat started a little before that, but life changes and certain things and you're not able to work because of a pandemic or certain situations. And, you know, I ended up moving away from LA and New York and I love the cities, but there are certain things that I don't miss about the cities, like <laughs> the rent and the small spaces and the noises, <laughs> you know? And so it's kind of like, I love it wholeheartedly and performing. However, I, I also love having space and having um, what feels like more like a home and a you know places for my dogs to be and and certain things and um you know and when it gets ripped away and it's out of your control it's scary when you don't know what you're gonna do for a living 
you know, and obviously like you can bartend in certain things like that, which, you know, I did, but it's just, it makes you reevaluate a lot. And I ended up during the pandemic finishing my second degree for college, which was in marketing and then starting a master's. And I was like, well, maybe it's time for me to kind of go into the corporate world a little bit more, just as more of a background kind of established thing. So should anything happen in the future again like this, you're you're covered. Um, so I kind of actually went down that. And um, I've always, always, always been an avid reader. I love reading. I'm voracious when it comes to it. And I was binging a lot of books. I was really, really, really getting more and more and more into audiobooks over the year, like over the course of the years. And I had a girlfriend that I I kind of force-fed some audiobooks for. <laughs> and she ended up being like, why don't you do this? You're so capable of doing this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like you're sweet. I love you, but mm-hmm. And, you know, you think it's out of a kindness and, you know, but it, it those little comments start to plant seeds, right? Yeah. And it was... I think it was the Ravenhood trilogy that I had her listen to. And it's obviously narrated by Joe Arden and Maxine Mitchell and who are just always like, you know, a dream team and always do a phenomenal job. And she was like, Alexis, like you love performing, you know, like you can do this. And I was like, maybe, you know, and it was like, you never try, you never know. And, but it's scary, especially when you had your world already changed in many ways, you know, to take another risk. It's, it's really scary. And I think also the older we get in life, we tend to take less risks and be more practical, right? Start to worry more about retirement and, and the financial stability of things. And I really started to be like, it, it just festered in my mind that I'm like, I really kind of, I love, I love reading. I love performing and to have the freedom to do it. And it's just, I was like, I really want to try and pursue it. Now I truthfully, when I was kind of getting started and I was studying and I was really thinking about going down this Avenue, even though I'm an avid romance reader, I definitely didn't think I had the voice for romance just because my voice is a little different than a lot of people in this field for this genre, at least what I was, had been listening to and in my perception. And so I was like, but I, I thought maybe I could do fantasy because I love doing like cartoon character voices. I like, you know, dramatizing things. So I thought that that was going to be my avenue if I had an avenue at all. So I was practicing and working on things and really thinking about it and what logistically I would need to do and how to go about it. And, you know, is it something that like, I want to go find a studio that I would constantly rent out of? Do I want to go ahead and fully commit and try and build a space that I can do this from home? And just kind of thinking about like how to even go about this and coming from a performing, you know, arts degree where you have agents and, and you know where certain auditions are. It's a different avenue of things. It's like, do I need to go you know, sign a contract with an agency in order to pursue this? Or is this something that I can pursue on my own? So I just started doing a lot of studying and and research and, and trying to figure out the how um, to see if it was possible. And then it was last year, actually, it was, I started building my booth 
a year ago on the 14th of December. So it just passed the year mark for me for like the physical building of a booth. So I started building a booth in a space and, you know, I had been watching so many hours of YouTube and Google and, you know, Karen Common and like just, you know, narrator's roadmap and all the things that I could find and just downloading information that I could and trying to figure out certain things that I could on my own. And then I had attempted to record a few samples and I thought that they were okay. And it's funny how you go back and you listen, you're like, Ugh, yeah. you know, I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, but you don't know any better, right? It's, 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 it's like a little girl putting on shoes for the first time. You think they fit and you feel amazing. You feel like a princess, right? When you're living like, in that moment, shoes. right? You're like in that moment, you're like this rocks. Yeah. So then I'm, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. I think I got my, I have my building blocks here a little bit. And so I started, I was like, well, you know what? Like, let's reach out to see for some coaching and take some classes here and and do some certain things. So one of the first people I reached out to is someone who is massive in the industry. I didn't know if they even did, you know, classes and coaching, but I reached out and sure enough, they did. So I was extremely excited and honored and ready to go. And I knew that this person would be honest um, and be like, yeah, you have a, you have, I see potential. This is something you should definitely pursue. Or I thought that maybe they would be like, you know, I think it's great. You should never give up on your dreams, but maybe it isn't really for you. And so I scheduled this class with this wonderful human and um, I had prepared this, like I bit off way more than I can chew. I was like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to showcase all this stuff. And I practiced. And the problem was, is I was already an avid listener and I loved the person who had performed it. And I kind of did too much monkey see monkey do. Mm. And it was a fantasy book. It was third person point of view with, um, you know, it had like four male voices plus, you know, three female voices and the narration in the background from the point of view. And it was just a lot that I thought I was going to be capable of doing. And it just, it was not. So we started our, our session and I don't think I even got like a paragraph out before they were like, let's stop, let's stop. And I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Needless to say, my first session was embarrassingly like it was terrible I don't know if I've ever done anything so awful in my life to be very honest with you but at the same time while it was happening it was making me realize more and more and more and more like how much I loved it and I really really wanted to do this right it went from this idea of like let's fiddle with it and and see if we can do it to something being like no you are passionate about this you love this you really want to this matters to you and your heart and soul. And it was like this kind of like, um, you know, like when you come out of a tunnel and you get to like see the whole picture and the light shining and you're like, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Kind of a moment. And it was ironic in the sense that I was having the worst performance <laughs> uh, thing that I've had, you know. And luckily, it turned around kind of towards the end and I was chatting with them and, you know, they were like, you know, to be honest with you, if it didn't change a little bit towards the end, I probably would encourage you not to pursue this, but I think it, this isn't your necessarily like you need to study more. You need to have a little bit more experience and get comfortable 
in this element, right? It's a different style. And they're like, I think you should do contemporary romance. And my heart kind of did like little fluttering because (laughs) I obviously love romance, but I never thought it was a thing. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, there's a lane for you. So they were gracious enough to agree to meet with me again. And the next time we met was a couple weeks later and we practiced a dark contemporary romance piece. And it was just like a huge night and day difference for both of us. Like I felt it. They were like, wow, yes, this is it. And it just kind of solidified everything for me. And it made me feel like I kind of got some wind in my sails. And so it gave me the encouragement and the belief that I'm not crazy for wanting to pursue a new dream, if you will, and that it feels right and it can be right. You know, then you go back to the practicalities of things like, okay, well, now let's let's just start shooting for the stars, right? And then I don't know. I just feel like I got the Willy Wonka and the Charlie Chocolate Factory ticket. That happened all kind of, I think, in February and in March. And we ended up meeting one more time. And then at that point, I had recorded some samples. I had fixed my booth better. I had gotten a different mic and had, you know, at this point, I had months of working on figuring out how to record and and different techniques and things and getting more confidence. And um, I was like, you know, like, you never try, you never know. You can always re- audition or resubmit. So I was like, let's just see so we can see if we can get some feedback, right? Because feedback is how you grow. And so I started submitting to, you know, to try and be on some rosters for these production companies. And truthfully, and and I submitted just in hopes that I would get some feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just so I could keep growing. Never, ever did I think I'd actually get brought on to rosters. Um, <laughs> and I just feel like I got handed, like I said, the golden ticket because I, it was, April 27th that I think I submitted to like 20 different production companies, like indie, you know, companies all the way up to, I mean, I was submitting to like, you know, Brilliance Audio and Dreamscape and, and, you know, companies that I knew for sure that it was like, they're going to be like, mm, who are you? Are we going to, you know, and, uh, <laughs> but you, you know, you never try, you never know. Right. And, yeah. and so- what's it like Hamilton, the place says you got to shoot your shot. Exactly. Exactly. And so worst case scenario, you tried and you, you know, it's, you get back up and you try again later. Timing is everything. And I, and I believe that. And I kind of believe that everything happens as it's supposed to happen. And you just have to kind of trust in the process and the journey. I think it was two days later, I got an email and Dark Star with Troy was the very first roster to put me on their roster. And I was like, what? And then it was the next day I got brought on to Pink Flamingo, to East House Productions. I was in talks with Audio Sorceress and they wouldn't, for them, it was, they wanted, they were going to help kind of get me auditions, but I wasn't necessarily going to be on their like roster roster yet. Um, You know, and I was getting a handful of kind of these things. I was like, wow this is like, is this real life? Like I already felt like I won the, 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 the lottery, right? I was like, this is, this is incredible. So then it was a week later, I had gotten an audition for Audio Sorceress and it was a dark mafia romance uh, book that they were going to be in. They were looking to do in duet style. I submitted my audition that day. I think it was like a Friday, I think. And then Monday 
I got an email saying that I'd been cast in the book. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> this this is okay. Now, now I'm really thinking that I'm in a coma in mm-hmm. a, someone's talking you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm dreaming. Like this, this doesn't happen. This isn't real life. Like I was already feeling bewildered. And then mm-hmm. to be like, you don't get an audition and land your first audition. That doesn't happen. So then it was a week later, I learned that that book, my co-narrator was going to be Teddy Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, where's the cameras? Where are the, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is, this isn't real. I'm no longer living on this planet. I'm deceased and I'm, I'm in heaven or wherever, you know? And I called my mom and my mom was like, uh-uh. You know, she couldn't believe it. And well, at least she didn't bust out with who's Teddy Hamilton. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. My mom, she is such an audiobook fan. Like I said, I force fed some friends. My mom was one of them. <laughs> and it was one of the best and worst things I ever did. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, and then so I was already like, well, check, please. Okay. This is more than I ever thought I'd have in 10 years, if ever. And then uh, two weeks later, I get an email from Denise with Dark Star, and she was like, "Hey, do you know who C- uh, who uh, CR Jane is?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, I've read all of her books." And <laughs> she was like, "Well, I played her your sample, and she has this book called The Pucking Wrong Number, and she would love you to do her audio book. Are you interested?" And I was like, "Let me think about you, it. Are you kidding?" <laughs> yes like it was like I is would anyone ever answer no to that like what and so then I learned it was with Troy and so then I'm like I am literally like walk I like it's surreal your brain can't wrap around it and then I'm not joking the very next day she emails me again and she's like hey girl you're on fire do you know who Trelina Pucci is and I was like yeah and she was like well she has this book coming out um it's multicast that you know it's already been cast but she has this character that you know she's going to be doing another book for and so she wants her to have her own voice and she really liked the sample I played for her and uh are you interested and I was like yes you know and it's (laughs) like it's such a surreal thing and then literally that day I signed both contracts for both those books and I think I like hit send on the contracts and I get on Instagram and the world knew. I didn't even know my character name until (laughs) until I got on to, I think I saw it on Instagram and I was like, Millie, not so lucky. Oh my gosh. Like that was how I learned. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, it's the best feeling in the whole wide world. And then it's like, but then the reality of like, oh, you've got to step up to the plate because like, you know, these are, authors that I love and then it's also people you're working with that you highly respect right and it's like you've done nothing I have no books on audible no one's gonna know who I am and I'm I'm listed among like the Avengers of narrators (laughs) and you know and best-selling authors and I'm like okay no pressure you've got this (laughs) <laughs> you can do it it's fine and 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 it's and it's just a whole lot of uncertainties and and things and it's like the most terrifying and magical thing at the same time and so it was kind of like you've got it and then I recorded both of those books you know that how happened like the first week of May I think mm-hmm. and then I 
got the books, I think the last week of May, and then I turned them in the first week of June. And it was like, it all happened so fast. And so that it was like a, it's a whirlwind and you know, I'm still processing, I'm still learning and it's, I don't know. I, I, I still question if I'm still on earth. (laughs) Well, we'll pinch you when we're at dark star. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, actually, please don't. I, I, I think I'm fine in my delusion. Oh, oh okay. As a, as a added room patient, if you will. Oh, okay. well, that's true. Yeah, I hope that you've taken your friend out to a nice dinner or sent her flowers for for encouraging oh. you to take you know to take that leap because it's a big leap. You know, yeah, I, I, she knows it, and you know, it's you know, even on this journey, like it's yes, I I I, I took the step of jumping out of the plane, if you will. But it's Denise who put my samples in front of people. Mm -hmm. It's Troy who heard something and put me on their roster. It's not just me. It's people who have to hear something or believe that there's something that can be cultivated or grown. You Mm -hmm. know, it's my mom who supports me. It's my best friends. It's people in the audio attic that are now people I can't imagine my life without and it's the community itself you know it's it's so many things it's that it's so many people it's like I I just feel like I have so many people I can never possibly express how much gratitude I'll ever have if that makes sense Mm -hmm. in in so many different dynamics and regards and I constantly want to feel like I could cry because I'm so grateful and then also like scream and jump on my bed like a little four-year-old, you know, and it's just, yeah, she's great. And it's, and then it's people, like I said, who I've met on the, along the way who were like, yeah, this is great. Oh my gosh. I want to help, you know, help support you. And, and listeners who, who listened to my very first book, you know, the fucking wrong number and their kindness, you know, I mean, to my very first book coming out and, you know, it's just, it could have, it could have gone terribly. You know what I mean? Like I, it could have been received not as I hoped, or I could have let down CR or Troy. And, um, so the fact that it's just been such a magical, it's been like, uh, it's the way the response has been. It's just, I'm just, I'm so grateful for everyone and everything. And this community is unlike any other community that I've ever come across and experienced to be very honest with you you know this bookish community it it never ever ceases to amaze me yeah it's definitely one where we're really good about loving on each other and and helping support each other and saying hey have you thought about this instead of that or this and that And and I think too though you need to also take credit for yourself girl because as much as people around you have been supportive and stuff like that which is great to have um, but you also, you're the one that took that leap. You could have easily said, uh-uh, <laughs> you know, and you could have easily have said, yeah, no, never mind. It's okay. We're good. And so, you know, you have, will forever be appreciative of everyone that's always been there and continues to be there for you. But you also, girl, you got to own it. You did the work. You're there. You're doing the work. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I, it's something that I've always been pretty bad about, you know, and, and, and I'm working on it. But I, uh, it's true. I, I lately, I picture like my little five-year-old self living in a very small town in Kansas with, you know, just the, the hopes of performing and doing things right. And to be here now to like, you always go back and be like, everything will be worth it and be like, never give up. 
Don't listen to those voices. Just keep going. Trust yourself. And, you know, and it's like little five-year-old me was be like so proud, you know? Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely, it takes a lot of guts to go after your dream, regardless of what that dream is. I'm talking about anything for where people might think of it as not a big deal to holy, you literally did jump out of a plane. Why? Yeah, it was perfectly exactly. funky. <laughs> and you're doing it in front of the world. You're doing it in front of the world. Yeah. And, and, and you're putting yourself out there because sooner or later, someone's going to write that review, you know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going, and also you kind of have to say, okay, thanks. That's your opinion. And like assholes, we all have one and that's okay. And I think that it, it's been, I'm just so excited and happy for you that you've had such a good, you know, entry as far as peopling into this world, you know, and that you've been fortunate. I must have been a saint in another life because <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve this. But yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it is like any other thing. It's whether it's sports, whether you're a doctor, whether it's something, you know, like it's art. Mm-hmm. Every perception of art is different. And that is what makes it art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I truly think that as long as like on my end, I know how much I love and I truly, truly care about the books. And I understand and I I I have so much respect for the authors because I know that it's not just me saying the words or putting on like a performance, if you will. You know, I think about their five-year-old selves wanting to be an author and being scared to put characters on pages and the journey that they go through. And, you know, and then it's not just main characters that you're falling in love with it's a waitress that gets mentioned once oh, yeah. it's someone driving by in a scene it's someone it's every single voice in that story is intentional and and i care about all of it and i just like i think that you know it's with auditions and, and different roles like i said i think everything happens and there's a time and if i don't get anything that's perfectly how it's supposed to be to me i'm just grateful to have the opportunity to bring an author's, I view them as a dream, you know, like these authors' dreams to life, like to have that, it's just so much, you know, and then to do it alongside people who count, like who equally value and and have so much respect. And I just think it's so many people just like who truly care and love what they do. And I think that that's what makes it so magical, you know? And I think as a listener, because I'm such an avid reader and listener, I bring that element to it the best I can. And I think about it from a listener's perspective, you know, because it's not like being on stage or behind a camera. It's you don't get to see the nuances. You don't get to see the set, you know, and that was something that in my coaching session that I had with the first person. And, you know, it's you have to, you know, really create that with your voice so that it can happen. It's not just words. It's not just voices. It's painting a picture mm-hmm. and not every voice is right for every book. We perceive things when we read things. It's funny now having be- made some incredible friends in this industry, you know, we'll, we'll get the same auditions. And it's funny because sometimes we'll be like, oh, I didn't even think about it that way, you know, and it's, we're reading the same words, mm-hmm. but the way that we portray them can be night and day different. That's very interesting too, because even when as readers, and I'm sure it's happened to you, where you're talking to somebody and like, we did we read the same book? Because they're focused on one thing that may have happened specifically. And you're like, oh, that's great. And then you're like, but what about this other thing? And they're like, really? Well, and I think 
we connect with these stories and these characters. And for many of us, I know I'm guilty of it. I love to picture myself in these books and to think that I could do these things in fantasy books if this was reality. And, you know, and I think we relate to Uh characters and that's what makes us love books, right? If we can connect to them. And so whatever we're connecting with in our own experiences, it changes our perception. Absolutely. And also the what mood we're in, if we're, we're in, you know, are you reading a fantasy versus a, a paranormal, if it's a contemporary historical um, you know, Pride and Prejudice or all that fun stuff that's out there. I recently was reading um Mrs. Wickham, which is the, one of the sisters' like side story. And I'm like, I never even thought I wanted to hear about her, but okay. Because I'm thinking she's yeah. dumb. <laughs> like, what did she do? You know, in the main story and then come to find out all this other stuff. And well, it, you love when you get proved wrong. Yeah. I love when I get proved wrong. And I'm like, wow, I'm a jerk. That or also like, oh, good for her. I was more like good because I was feeling bad for her, right? I was like, girl, don't know what she's doing, and uh huh, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna suffer. And 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 at the end of it, you're like, damn, girl, you did it. You know, I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Um, but even authors are like, yeah, I just wrote that waitress in, never thinking, and then all of a sudden, book seven, the waitress <laughs> gets her HEA. Yeah, and it's this whole other world, mm-hmm. and it, it and it, yeah, I absolutely. Oh, that's going to happen to you when you get cast in a book and it's a series and they, again, you get that character and you might give them that little off kind of voice where you're like, I can do it for a couple of lines. No big deal. And then later on in, in a couple of months, you're like, ah, oh, man, that's going to be the main heroine. How am I going to pull that off? It'll be an interesting dynamic. So I'm very blessed to already have some series scheduled. Um, and so knowing you know, what I know and that they're going to be over the time. It's like, I'm glad I know in advance because I can, I can hold back and save some voices, if you will, because I'm, I'm, I'm still developing my repertoire of of things (laughs) and characters I can pull from. And so then it's also like, okay, you can't maybe highlight a voice that you're super comfortable with yet because you need to save that for something that's coming for book four or book five. So it's definitely already something that I'm you're prepping for (laughs) prepping for. That's awesome, though. I think that that's also, too, when it's when you're coming into this and seeing and you're kind of going into it not only as a fan and as a reader, but on the professional level of your background to kind of know, okay, this is very much potential that one character, for an example, that we see just slide into the booth for one second, you know, and then they're off is going to eventually potentially be that lead in, you know, book 11. And even though we don't know anything about them, we're just guessing that we're going to assume based on those two words we heard. Oh, I think she's going to be sassy. Yeah. You know, and all we to hear is, hey there. <laughs> yeah, right? She's sassy. I don't know. I usually hope they're sassy because I, I love a sassy independent heroine of any kind. So I'm like, yeah, I hope they're always sassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's always kind of like, it's been interesting because I it's happened to me. I've had that moment as a reader that I'm going, oh, I'm kind of curious. So I, you know, and, and when I've had the opportunity and been, you know, fortunate enough to either know the author enough to send them that note and saying, hey, or have them be that friend author that I'm going, listen, um, is so-and-so going to get a book or like, and they're like, why? <laughs> and they're like, uh-huh. because of how they deliver that line. <laughs> uh-huh. like, I want to know what happens next. Why is she so sassy? Uh-huh. Being that you're so new as of right now, and you have all this stuff that I, I'm like, I'm already like booking our, our next chat in a year to kind of like rewind and, you know, catch up on things for you and seeing how things have gone. 
Well, thank you for your face. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm honestly, I, when the first time you came to my feed and I was listening to some samples, I was like, oh yeah, she's, she's going to go places. Cause you, you know, I, from that ear perspective and listening, I'm like, okay. And I, there's a drive that I see in you too, that sometimes people are like, yeah, people say that I have a, a good voice, but there's also always that difference of there's a drive. Are you doing things to continuing to improve your skill sets and things like that? And I usually ask my guests, like, what's your favorite accent to perform? And do you have an accent yet that you've been like, oh, I love it. Or are you are you at that point where I'm like, OK, I want to do this accent. So I'm going to be like studying and getting to that and what that is, that accent. Oh, man, I love accents. For me, I know what I'm very I'm not comfortable doing, if you will, <laughs> that I wish I could do. I study and I try like I cannot do a New York accent. I'm I'm New York, Boston. My mouth does just does not want to formulate that accent in any any regard. And I've taken coaching classes and things and and I want to do it so bad. <laughs> you know, and and so one day I hope to be able to perform something in that regard. I'm pretty decent at varying southern accents. Maybe not for people who are avid listeners, but I think in in the general world the perception of a southern accent is it's just very twangy. And it's very kind of generic. But I think when you really kind of get into the dialect of it, you know, you have a, a ticks exact, like a ticks is actually kind of like, all right, all right, all right, kind of like, man, Tom Hay. And then you get over to like, I don't know, down in like New Orleans, Louisiana kind of thing. Sometimes you get a little bit more twangy. And then like Georgia's a little bit more smooth. Nor North Carolina, there's just a little nuances. Uh, however, I thought I was very good at certain things. And I, you know, just like when I thought my very first samples were fantastic, right? We, our perception and and how, what we believe can be true at a time and then reevaluate. Re <laughs> I'm decent at certain accents. Like I'm learning how to do an Irish accent and uh, really kind of practicing that, uh, you know, or kind of getting down into it like more of like a, um, oh, it's a bear, kind of going down into more of like a Scottish accent, uh, well, I was more Irish, but I'm practicing and I'm learning. And so I really want to be able to do accents because I find them fascinating and how our our voices can alter and change. So I don't know that I have anything that I'm like, oh, yes, I cast me in this like wonderfully because I, I, I want everything always to be authentic and to be believable and to never be able, hopefully, to come across as disingenuine and and offensive. That's the last thing I would ever want. Mm -hmm. But it's also taking that leap of faith and and knowing that I'd put in the time to study and to make it authentic when you're constantly in that space. So I hope to do books with accents. I don't know that I'm probably like to there to do a whole accent in a book. I'm not sure just because it's I'm not foreign. I don't have certain accents that it's hard to be like, yes, I can authentically do this perfectly and it's going to be 100% believable. So I'm not sure. Now on the flip side, I'm really decent at kind of like kid voices. I can do different ages for kid voices. I think because I was always kind of doing cartoon voices, playing around and altering my voice to like you know, the munchkins from Wizard of Oz or Gollum or Stitch from Lilo and Stitch and, you know, like um, Rugrats and certain things in that regard that are a little bit more animated. 
I love doing and I'm pretty decent at. I'm just still really trying to study and formulate and craft my real voices and accents to a believability. Yeah. I mean, I think anything and everything can always be accomplished as long as you study and you put the work behind it. And when we talk in a year, no lie, I bet you're going to have either the, the, the New York or the the Boston accents enough to be like that one might be character. out of my reach. I, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I am hopeful. I am hopeful. But it's so like it's a mouthful. Literally, it's the New York version of like Liza Doolittle. Yeah. Like I can't I I, I try to like I, I can't my mouth does not want to do it. No. Go get some coffee. Yeah. Like it's it's I can't it's, I I want to do it so badly, and I think maybe I'm trying too hard. Yeah, that, that could be it. It's <laughs> funny though because you know I want it too much. Yeah, but I mean again, you have that's where it's that studying. But it's also good knowing there's going to be times where I'm like, yeah, no, no matter how so much studying, how much practice, it's just not going to happen because we're also our mouth is a muscle, our tongues, our, our consoles, everything that's in there is a muscle, and there's gonna there's like listen, I don't care how long I try to do that split, it ain't going to happen. It's the same thing. And that's a and that's a difficult like Boston and New York is a is a difficult one. Says also the girl that when now she has to say a particular word for a vehicle that takes you from point A to point B, I have to really focus on how to say it in my natural act, you know, actual accents. Because that one time 20 years ago that I went to Boston, I I pick up accents as I when I go. So when I'm in Savannah, Georgia, the Georgian accent tends to come out. When I go to Texas for the family, that one sounds about. So again, 20 years ago, I went to Boston and it's, it, you know, I'm going to go, I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to go to the car. <laughs> it's like, that's the <laughs> word. I'm like, I gotta, I'm going to go to the car. <laughs> but that's yeah, the one word yeah. that for whatever the reason, car is the one, the thing that stuck with me. So yeah, it, it is. I'm like, how do you now? How do I stop doing that? And I'm like, at the same time, like, I don't want to. But there's a lot of other words that I'm like, yeah, that's as far as the accent, as far as Boston. I'm, I would even fathom to try. I'm just gonna go to the car. But yeah, I, I think it's interesting to just uh, continue to. I mean, it, it's a it's a skill set, and just like with any tool, you kind of have to sharpen it, right? And keep practicing, and, and you know, and, sh- and trying to you know sharpen that that knife at the end of the day. So 100%. Absolutely. But yeah. We'll talk about it again in a year. Watch. Okay. They also don't feel bad. They have, there's two instances, two separate situations, two separate narrators received reviews that their accent in the book was not as it should. It wasn't real. So one was, um, yeah, that Irish accent that the narrator performed was really atrocious. It was, for, you know, horrible. The other one along the lines, there's no way that anyone would honestly believe that this character is British. The narrators were Irish Gary Furlong, <laughs> who's Irish. <laughs> yeah. And Shane East, who's British. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. so in the end of the day, right? So it may not be totally believable. But hey, these two that are officially, authentically from these individual locations got that review. So hey, no biggie. And again, <laughs> it's like reading two people reading the same sentence in a different perception. It's everyone's, the way we receive information is different. Yes. And just like, the amount of, you know, if someone comes in, they're like, oh, we want this to be a subtle accent. Mm-hmm. That means different to different people. You know, subtle could be very, very subtle or it, their subtle could just be like, not like blaringly obvious. Like in graphic design work when they're like, I want this to pop. And I'm like, mm, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like looking at a color wheel of blue or a shade of a color. 
they're various colors. They're all the same color, but they're all different hues. And so, and, and it's all regional and, and, and things. So it's, I think it's hard to, if you really look about it, it can be like overwhelming, but at the end of the day, you know, if the author was pleased, that's what matters. You know, you brought there's vision to life and you did your best. And if there is something to grow on in the future and you are willing to grow, that is all you can do, you know, receive and, and adjust. Yeah. And I think there's, and there's also nothing wrong with knowing also your limitations. You may not be the person to ever be able to do that New York accent, but you do know someone that could, and then you can pass that gig to somebody else. And then vice versa, and that's how that works. And and apologies before I was laughing on the blue because you hit that on the, on the nail in a story of mine that it will be forever. Uh, I think it's one of those where I will always laugh regardless of how old I get. Um, I had an author who was also a client, but also a dear friend that was doing a book cover for them, and we were trying to find the right shade of blue for her for this dress that she wanted. Um, <laughs> and oh my god! And then she's like, "It's gonna be more like a teal." So we went into the teal hues of colors, right? And and it, like 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 just like the the you know the the thing says you know file name fifty five version two, uh, it was in there. And I'm like Monica because it was Monica Burns, um, and she writes historical romance. And I'm like, okay, but what exactly? And she's like, it's off. I'm like, okay, but what is it? And she's like, I'm thinking of more like Little Mermaid tail, you know. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you could have just led with that woman. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting world where interpretation is so left off to whoever is listening in their moods and things. But that's also at the end of the day where the author being happy with the performance, you being happy with everything as well, and knowing that you did the best to give that authentic story life into the earbuds is good. So I'm glad that you've been having a good time and that you're the best. Absolutely. All into this stuff. Yeah. So another question that I asked, and this is going to be interesting for you because you're now wearing two hats. You're you're still wearing the hat of, I love this genre because I love as a reader and then also as a performer. And so um, if there is a genre that you're like, oh my God, I need to narrate this genre. What is that genre? Oh, I really would still love to do fantasy. But honestly, I'm happy to do everything. I think that it's, and, and I know that probably sounds like a cop-out, I would say I'm not as eager to do nonfiction, mm-hmm. just coming from a, a performance. But as a reader, I was never really into the nonfiction. Um, when I read, I like to watch the movie in my head. I like to be immersed, and I don't necessarily get that with mm-hmm. with nonfiction. I appreciate them, but I, you know, I think that I'm different areas of romance for sure. I mean, there's so many subgenres too, so it, it's. You know, romance could contain mystery and thriller. It could also be the comedy. It can, you know, same with fantasy. You know, it can be romanticy. It's all these different subgenres. You want to do it all. <laughs> I'm selfish. I become apparently a narcissistic dreamer because I just want to do it all. No. To me, it's just like I'm already feeling like I've 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 done more than I've ever truly ever fathomed could be possible and you know so now I'm kind of at this point of like you've done it always remember this if nothing else comes along Mm. you know kind of situation 
because when, especially I feel like with the, with, like I said, the golden ticket, it's like, okay, it's, you know, you don't want to like look a gift horse in the mouth. Mm -hmm. It's like, kind of like you've gotten a miracle. Stop asking for more miracles. (laughs) But I would love to do, you know, continue in romance. I would love to do fantasy. I would, you know, as I continue to grow, like I said, I would love to do things with accents. I would love to do more, maybe one day as like a, a thriller or or a mystery um suspenseful that challenges a different part of my performance brain i'm a mood reader as well so it i kind of feel like maybe i have that a little bit with the performance standpoint as well but i think it's all wonderful to me yeah i don't think it's selfish at all or narcissistic honestly i think it's 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 endearing that's you're such a lover of it all that you want it all. And that's good. And that's okay. We want you to have it all. We want to see it all. So yeah, <laughs> just keep telling us what's coming up next. And we're going to be like, great. And who knows? Someone's going to be having that list of like, okay, she got her romantic comedy done. Check. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you yourself should do that just for fun. And just being able to after a year. I have created a bucket list paper and I keep continuously adding to it. And I, yeah, I have my little... I've been writing down everything for this journey that mm. I've been on, you know, from the day that I started building my booth to the day I recorded my very first sample and what it was and to my first session and then like the dates of certain things. And so that hopefully 10 years from now, you know, I can come back and like, you know, have this all to be like, look at all this. I have my own little book of a of a journey. I think I probably, you know, I have genres and authors and narrators and you know, and conventions I want to attend as a reader or, you know, or a narrator if possible later and all these things. And the list is just continuously growing and long. And and I hear someone new and I'm like, I want to work with them one day, put them on the list. And it's like, I'm going to have a thousand. I'm gonna have a thousand people on this list. <laughs> no, it, no, seriously, I, I I love it, and I cannot wait in a year when you're back kind of thing and, and say, okay, where are we on that list? Like, where wh- what have you accomplished that you're so excited about? What's still yet left that you know that you're going? Oh, this might be next. So it's gonna be so much fun to catch up with you on that at that note for that situation. Yeah, yeah. That's surreal. Mm-hmm. I I love that you're so excited about all this. They would say like. Find something that you love and it'll never feel like work. Mm-hmm. It's always those things like, you know, have a hobby and, but then never pursue that hobby as a career because then you won't love that hobby or, you know, and your passions or certain things. And I've always, the only thing I've ever loved to do is perform and entertain and, and to play. I mean, like it really is. It's like continuously getting to be a little kid playing pretend and, mm-hmm. and keeping imagination alive. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, that's why I really love fiction and, and reading because it's just another, another avenue of that. And I love creating and, and being inspired to create and to live and experience the creations of people with similar mindsets. Mm-hmm. And I even know personally how dark the world can be mm-hmm. and get to choose like the light and positivity and your passion and dreams and creative. Those are the things to me that make life everything. It's what keeps the world a place we all want to be in, you know, and, and it's how can you not be passionate and care and love and excited about things that are just 
to me, make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And it's life-changing. And so I don't think there's anything that you I could ever not be excited about and grateful for. No, I love it. The energy that you're exuberating is just fantastic. It's like, ooh, okay, I'm going to go kick ass today. <laughs> I appreciate that. I definitely attempt to do that. I, I am very guilty of being in my head. Mm-hmm. We all are. Yeah. And and to being like, am I am I deserving of this? Am I, am I, I kind of that imposter syndrome, I guess, if you will. And And it's not even necessarily maybe even, I know so many people that do it. And I think that a lot of that also stems not from how we feel about ourselves and our capabilities, but because we have so much respect for the people who have been in it longer or mm-hmm. we know people that are so beyond talented that maybe haven't had a golden ticket handed to them yet. And we feel guilty because they've been doing it longer and we know how much we love them and we think that they're so talented and frankly, some better than us, you know, or like, why are they getting it? Oh yeah. It happens all the time. It's all these things that we come in and we're like, oh gosh, okay. It's, it's, it's fine. Don't like, you know, and so it, it's, I'm very guilty of that side of things as well. Well, it also means that you you know how lucky you are. You've been humbled. I think that that's when we have those opportunities, when we've been given a golden ticket of any kind of sort, or you've been lucky, however you want to, you know, assign it as far as what it is. It's always great to be able to pay it forward and help someone else oh. and, you know, just be nice. Because sometimes being nice is all you have to do. Some people still haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> I'm like, you just got to be nice, folks. <laughs> Yeah, people can just be brutal. I do. I know people are like, how can you choose to be so positive all the time? And I'm like, well, I'm not. But at the same time, there's enough negative out there. Like, yep. I don't want to carry that around with me. It's not me being necessarily, I guess, like everything we do every day is a choice, right? I can choose to be negative. I can choose to just be grumpy or ungrateful or whatever. But I choose no matter what I've done that there's something magical and good in every single day. Yeah. You never know me smiling at a stranger on a street could turn their day around. I don't know them. It's a brief smile as we pass by and a hello, but maybe they're really in their head feeling like no one sees them, right? Exactly. And and a smile from someone strange makes them be like, oh, wow, that was cool. They saw me. Mm-hmm. And you never know what can spiral from that. It's a domino effect. And it's just, yeah, I think that like the world needs more positivity and support. Absolutely. Had my friend not encouraged me to do this, I wouldn't be here. Had Denise not given me a chance and played my sample for Troy, I wouldn't have been on there and got, then gotten the books of C.R. Jane and Trilina Pucci and then be going to Dark Star and to be doing all these things, right? It's people choosing to believe, to choose to support other people. Unless you're from start to beginning a one-man show putting on something with no help, as a whole in the world, we rely, we rely on our parents to teach us or, or the people who raise us or teachers to teach us. It's all about support and uplifting. That's how, as how we survive and we grow and things get created. And one of my biggest things is I hope that I can continue to share and maybe inspire people to take a leap of faith that they're on the fence. Or if I get into a place that I can help highlight other people, you know, and, and to showcase them or to bring them up in a conversation for people. And if my voice starts to have value and I can share that value with others, to me, that is the best gift. You know, it's, 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 I hope that I can help others one day. Yeah. I I think 
it's as simple sometimes as just as a smaller listening. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort. I know sometimes we can be in our own heads and we're like, oh, not someone else that wants to talk to me. Okay, hi. But it, it can mean so much. And and just being able to take that that second to just listen or smile. So it, it, I love that you are bringing this positivity into this world of ours that, you know, we can all use it at one point in the day or in our lives and stuff like that. So thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for doing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I try. We all try. And I, and I think we're all human and we all have to have that moment. You know, like we're like, okay, great. That one customer that comes in five minutes before you close, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that closing time or what it is that you're doing, you're going, okay, great. How can I help you? You know, and um, and just being able to just, just be there sometimes is good enough. Um, you mentioned being, you know, going to dark start. I know we were talking about that at the very beginning of mentioning the, the con between now and then, because it's going to be airing in January and the events in August. Um, are you, is this going to be your first event that you're, that it's going to be signing at, or will this now be another, maybe a second? So as of now, it is the first event I'll be signing at. I do have others in which I've been astoundingly <laughs> asked to go sign for, but they'll take place after. So I went to my very, very first like book signing ever was in September. I went to Wonderlust here in Texas and um, it was close. And so I was like, oh, cool. Let's kind of see what it's about. But my very first big convention I've ever, I'm going to be attending as I'm going as a reader to Readers Take Denver. So I'm excited to kind of see it still from that reader standpoint, since, you know, I haven't been able to attend all that and kind of see what it's about. But book events. Yeah. Dark Star as of now will be my very first signing event. Well, good. I'll get to see you and hang out with you for a bit then at a, you know, Reader's Take Denver because I'll be there <laughs> as, yeah. well, as, a, as a reader. Yeah. I don't know how there's going to be enough time in the days to see everyone and to be able to have conversations. Like there's A, from like my bookish friends, right? And, mm-hmm. and things, but then people I've now met or worked with in the industry. And I'm like, Oh, I got to see them all. I got to see everybody. Yeah. I want to see yeah. everybody. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I think it can be, as, I mean, because I've been doing that now this for, you know, close to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And that's including of going to places and conventions and signings and things like that. And it is so like when you're looking at it and you're going, how the hell? <laughs> but once you, you you go there and you see and you start kind of feeling your rhythm, because that's really what it is. It's a rhythm. You're like, oh, I love to go to all these panels, but you know, that's when you're going to be like, oh, do I go to this panel or do I go hang out with that person that I've been wanting to hang out with for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And things like that or vice versa. And it's just, you know, you're like, hey, let's get together for you're going to have you have to have a meal sooner or later. Right. OK, let's get together for that. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, my God, can the DJ please just change the song already? <laughs> you're at a party. <laughs> it's going to happen. So I'm excited. But Dark Star then will be your first one that you're signing at. Yeah. What are you excited about most about this particular convention that's coming up? I mean, I think that for me, it's so many things, right? I mean, it's my very first, another very first thing for me. And the fact that it's the first of its kind um, with the focal point being on audiobooks. I'm excited to watch the performances, you know, like the live audiobook narration. I'm really just excited to interact and to, I love this community so much and to these people that have made all this my dreams come true in in many ways and the friendships I have made. So I'm, I'm really excited just to see everything and to learn and absorb like a sponge. <laughs> so I'm excited for all of it. I feel like a little kid who gets to go to Disneyland or, or, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's all magical to me. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun thing between the the authors being there and the narrators and then that live performance and all this other fun stuff that, you know, due to NDAs, I cannot share. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I will tell you, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also excited to hopefully be able to gab with Troy. Mm-hmm. I guess that I can talk about. <laughs> we have four books already together that are, we've done are coming out. I've already had the privilege to kind of work with him for the bulk of what I've been able to do so far, you know? Oh, yeah. No, he raves about you. So I was like, yay. He's far too kind. He's so kind. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> Sometimes I think, I know he's, he called me to someone else, like walking, talking sunshine. And I was like, that's big shoes to put me in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it can be a good sticker for you for merch and, and, and swag. So... <laughs> Oh, gosh, I don't know. Not everyone likes sunshine. So, you know what? Sometimes, but at the end of the day, we all need that vitamin D. Whatever that looks like, guys, get your head out of the gutters. Um, I'm talking about sunshine. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't, who, people don't get a job. Yeah, no judgment. I'll go whatever you want. <laughs> a lid for every pot. But just in case anybody, that was what I was referring to. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue the other vitamin D also works. <laughs> One of the things that I love doing um, with having these chats with you guys is playing the game of two truths and a lie where you tell us three things about yourself and we have to figure out which one's the lie. As performers, you guys tend to have that one up on us because technically you're lying, aka performing, all the time. So if you're ready to tell us what your three things are, we can figure out which one's the lie. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So every day I have two cups of coffee. In my past, I have had the privilege of working with many, many, many wonderful actors, one of which being Snoop Dogg, which is probably seems a little bit uh, different. (laughs) Uh, And then my third possible truth or lie is that I have lived in six different states one of the things I find fascinating about this game is that not only sometimes the creativity levels that y'all go to for these, um, but also like it could be instead of six different states, it could be five. So technically not a lie, but yes, at the same time, because, you know, details matter. But let's see, your three things were every day you drink two cups of coffee could only be one or no coffee at all. Um, you've worked with many, uh, an actor, uh, including Snoop Dogg, and you've lived in six different states. Okay, so which mm-hmm. one's the lie? Mm. Is the lie the six different states? Nope. Ooh, okay. All right. Man, I kind of do want the soup dog to be a truth, so. <laughs> and I read your bio. So, uh, <laughs> very possibility, you never know. Okay, is the two cups of coffee the lie then? It is. Okay. Strongly <laughs> dislike coffee. <laughs> Wait, you don't like coffee? I don't like coffee at all. At oh, all. I don't know if we can be friends then. Okay, fine. That's okay. I drink tea and coffee, so we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Other folks may not, but that's on them. I'm still going to keep you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, I don't knock people for liking coffee. Mm-hmm. I. It's one of those things. It's like the Boston accent. I wish I liked coffee. Everyone loves coffee so much, and it seems to have magical powers. I can't stand the stuff. I have tried every version and it is all just like, ugh, to me. Okay. 
So just so because we are going to be going to events and we like you and I are going to be talking to each other in the same thing. Is it is it more the taste that you don't like or the smell? In other words, if y'all are going to hang out with her and you've had coffee, you may want a mint drip, you know, mint cough or something. I'm such the anomaly that like I'm so like accustomed to coffee always being around and being a staple for people. Right. Like if I come over to my home, I have a coffee maker and keep coffee for people. I love it. I don't like the smell. I think it smells <laughs> awful to me. And it doesn't matter. Like they're like, it's such a high-end brand or whether it's like chock full of nuts or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Like it all just smells like, like just, I don't even know how to describe it to me. And so, but at the same time, like I'm used to it, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it doesn't, I'm, it doesn't bother me, you know? And the taste, you know, I don't know what it's supposed to taste like to compare it, you know, to what other people are apparently tasting. I I don't have those taste buds. Well, in some cases, it's golden shine, you know, sunshine in some places. Yeah, you know, like I've tried espressos. I have tried frappuccinos, cappuccinos, things with syrups and milk and and the things that like, you know, it's okay. At the end of the day, it's a preference and it's okay. You know, like it, it's not my thing, but I'm sure at some point I have something that you're like, oh yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And be like, oh, I cannot believe Alexis <laughs> likes that. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you have lived in six different states and uh, you've worked with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. It, was it like on a commercial? Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I did. It was like a French TV show. I had done, um, I think I had done another job and I had just, so I did, I think I was doing a series like music videos and it was like the same week and it happened to be the same, I guess, casting or production people. Mm -hmm. And I, it was so strange. So I had done like a country music video artist video and then it turned into this, um, other gig and then they call me about a week later and they're like hey um we worked with you on the set um you were so kind and so great and we think you would be a great fit just to kind of come be like do some extra work it wasn't I wasn't anything super featured or anything and I didn't really get details on it and they were like do you have any time can you come you know to set and and be an extra for a couple episodes of something. And so I was like, sure. And uh, so I show up on set. I have no clue what I'm walking into, you know, figuring I'm just going to be walking around in the background or, you know, a guest at some thing for a set, you know. And um, the first episode was, so it's like some French TV show. And I don't remember the name, to be very honest with you. And I apologize for that. No, you're good. And it was kind of like a reality show. And they had various celebrities coming through and doing things. And um, it was day two of this show. And they already had the celebrity artist, I thought, on set. And all of a sudden, everyone's like freaking out. And we're on this like rooftop party event kind of thing. And I'm a guest at this party, you know. And um, all of a sudden, everyone's freaking out. I'm like, why is everyone freaking out? And I can't really move because I'm on my 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 spot my my area, right? Mm-hmm. And I look over and I just see Snoop Dogg in this like vibrant purple sweatsuit, and like 
<laughs> also, I'm like, oh gosh, is that Snoop Dogg? That's cool. And, um, you know, but sometimes you don't get to interact with them. And it turned into this thing where he was also releasing some alcohol and uh, his own line of things. And it worked out that I got to work with him for that afterwards. So, mm. yeah. Nice. He was incredible. He was so funny and so. I've heard he's really nice. Unique personality in yeah. the best way. Distinct. <laughs> Very distinct personality. So one of the things I, I for the patrons is we do a quick round of would you rather where I ask you a bunch of questions and I make you choose between two things because I love doing that to you guys. But one of the questions I have found fascinating is the um, one that I'm going to start asking you guys now here. And not only are you going to answer one way or the other, but you're also going to tell me what it is. So the question is, would you rather, would you rather tell everyone your guilty pleasures or never partake in any of your guilty pleasures again? And uh, usually they'll say one thing or another. And if they say, yes, I'd rather tell, we leave it at that. And then I always play with the, okay, but the next time that you're on the show, we're going to talk about it. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I have to divulge some. Yes. Okay. So if you, all right. So your options are going to be like, would you tell everyone your guilty pleasures or never do them ever again? I tell everyone. I have become over my life experience, probably too open mm-hmm. with the world. <laughs> I am kind of unapologetically myself. That's great. So what are those guilty pleasures? I'm also a boring person. So my guilty <laughs> pleasures are probably not very exciting <laughs> to a lot of people. Uh, oh, some of my guilty pleasures. Uh, I One of my favorite things to do is I love to binge I Love Lucy episodes and like stuff my face with ice cream at the same time. <laughs> Like the cliche girl at home moment, that's me. Put on an I Love Lucy episode and I am like a kid mm-hmm. who just had the best present put in front of them. What kind of ice cream? Uh, no, I love ice cream. So the longest is not coffee ice cream. We got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the coffee. <laughs> Man, like I love like butter pecan, which most people don't like, or Vanilla, chocolate, brownie batter, cookie dough. Okay. Yeah. Just ice cream. I'm a child with sweets. I would do the same thing. So if you get a call from your text from me saying, hey, like we're going at some place together, I got I Love Lucy on the TV and I got ice cream when I come over. Sold so fast. So that's not a bad guilty pleasure, but it's good to have. I'm glad that you shared that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like I think sometimes people automatically think guilty pleasures. Oh, you know. Do I need to tell you about my red room? Like, no, not really. It's okay. I mean, I'm sure that that would be assumed, especially for many, I guess, people who are in, I don't know, I guess people would assume people who narrate or perform or write as an author romance, that that's a definite guilty pleasure for them. You know, I guess a guilty pleasure for me is reading, yeah. you know, maybe books that are taboo or or romance or certain things. So again, it's, it's kind of like what we've been, I guess, mentioned a couple times guilty pleasures or is another perception of different for everyone yeah but i love that the i love lucy i love i love lucy she is just so inspiring to me in many regards you know everyone told her no and she just kept having faith and look at her becoming an icon and she also was a dancer and did broadway and then she was a producer i mean she founded star trek yeah people don't know that you know and and she was like I'm a bigger woman in a world of 
not the typical thing. She was the first woman to be pregnant on a TV show yep. to have to be considered a serious actor with a comedian. Like, and then just the brilliance of her performance. I think she's obviously a huge inspiration for me as well. I think she's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting her her life's work and how she's been in, so monumentally added to this industry of performings and TV. She was like, you know what? Y'all don't want to produce anything with me. I don't need you. I'll make my own production company. Yeah. Desi Lu Productions and and all the things. Yeah. If we would not have Star Trek, folks, if we did not have an Eva, if we did not have Lucy. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, some of you guys go rogue on me and start asking me a bunch of questions. And instead of fighting it, I'm like, I'm just going to add it as a segment. So do you have any questions that you want me to answer? <laughs> Probably a lot of questions. I, You know, you had said that you got started 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the moment that you knew this was your field like what was the moment what was happening and what was your kind of coming out of the darkness and seeing the whole picture uh, uh, great question I, you know i've i've always been the girl that's helped behind the curtain mm-hmm. and I, I love being able to help people on their journeys and things like that i mean i started off reviewing books thinking that would be some kind of help for the authors because you know that's that's a passion i love yeah. reading and things like that and then got into the business of, you know, doing marketing for the authors because I saw that there were a couple of things that were not being done that should have. And I'm going, how the hell not and why? And especially in the indie world, I never really thought I was doing anything or being truly impactful. Not that my clients and friends that I was working with and stuff like that were not grateful and, and loving me kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But I think is when I was at one of the RT book lovers conventions uh, years back and I was sitting with someone who's an author and their agent from penguin random house and you know there wasn't a whole lot of things going on so you know she had her books and i'm like i'm sorry uh are you are you her <laughs> because you know like are you this author and she's like yes and i'm like oh my god i love your books um i've you know i've reviewed one or two on my blog and they're like what's your blog and i said you yeah, vivian enchantress of books and both the they looked at each other the the penguin random house you know publicist and and her, the author and they're like oh my god you're enchantress and i'm like wait what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like wow oh uh okay someone's okay so that was for me i think that moment of i've been seen i've been heard i people aside from this you know circle of maybe indie authors and things like that and so those are those moments too that you're going mm-hmm, okay what I'm doing is valued. What I'm doing is being seen. It's it's going someplace even. And, it, and not that it needs to go anywhere as long as you're happy doing it, right? And I was and I still am. But those moments of like being seen and going, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, okay. And, you know, kind of haven't looked back. That's incredible. Yeah. That I mean, I can imagine that surreal moment of being like, are you talking to me? Yeah. Being recognized by like, oh my God, you're enchantress. I'm like, whoa. And it hasn't changed. Like I I've had like, I, again, imposter syndrome. I honestly think that no one ever listens to the podcast, right? No one knows about it. Whatever. I'm fine. I love hanging out with you during this time, getting to know you better. And then that's like one more person that I know and love and adore, right? That's my, my thing. And if someone listens that you, that, that means either you got cast in something or someone picked up that book that they were going, Maybe. And they're like, oh, no, I fell in love with her because she likes ice cream or I hate coffee just like she does. <laughs> and and they picked up the book. Right. But it's always dawned like, oh, my God, when I when I'm talking to you guys as narrators or an author and they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I listen to your podcast while I'm running on the treadmill. I'm like, you listen to my podcast? You do? 
it's it's just it's surreal and it's like wow and i and i known that i've had people get cast in books after being guests and that i've helped move potentially the career trajectory a little bit quicker to some places it would have taken them a little bit longer but i was able to you know say hi to them you know and, and introduce them to other folks out there and i feel very fortunate that i'm able to do that for you guys as well as the authors getting potentially new re- readers but it's still surreal I'm like wow you guys listen oh wow okay yay yeah and then to be the official podcast for conventions yeah like readers yeah. denver and dark star and i mean that's got to be just an absolutely surreal feeling as well. It is because I, one of the things that even 15 years ago when I was going to these conventions and, and it happens all the time and it's normal where sometimes you see one or two tables have these huge, massive lines and then mm-hmm. two tables down from them or the table right next to them doesn't have anybody in line or they're not hustling as much as the other ones are. And I've come to realize that a lot of it is because we don't know who they are and I am not about to go up to you and say hi to a stranger. Yeah, it's scary to approach people it's scary. you don't know. So when I had this thought about like, hey, stranger danger. It, yeah, stranger, totally. <laughs> From that to they're not going to want to talk to me, you know, or whatever. And then you're also thinking like, you're a no one. Why would they want to talk to me? And I'm scared to approach you because I'm intimidated already. Exactly. So there's all this, there's this barrier. So I'm like, you know what? I can be that person that introduces people. I can be that person that can say, hey, this is Alexa. And like you, she doesn't like coffee. Talk. or you know maybe you can be the one to convince her and find the first coffee figure it out (laughs) yes exactly like this is so and so they're a coffee aficionado this is called the challenge of and be okay to and i'm like like, listen it's okay she doesn't but here you go or it could be that thing that you know like hey i've been really really scared to take this leap how did you do it like what made you and then bam and just getting to know each other. So, you know, now people that are going to be going to Dark Star, they're like, oh my God, Alexis, uh, you know, I'm filling the blank, right? And you're going to have those moments where they're like, you know, that lovely person that you've seen them online, you've talked to them and they're going, bitch, you get over here. And it's just being able to, you know, in a good way, uh, being able to kind of like introduce everyone to it. And I've noticed that people are like, oh my God. And it's been so nice to hear I heard you on the podcast and I fell in love with your performance and I listened to this book or whatever. And I'm like, yay, I'm good with that. I'm so good. So yeah, being able to do this for these conventions has been a phenomenal thing. And I've gotten to know you guys so much better and and new folks to me too, that when I get to go to these events and see you, I'm like, give me a hug. (laughs) And then we're like, we're good. Yeah. And then, you know, also in addition to everything else that you get to do and that you, that you continue to help with, you know, still with reviews and still promoting and, and highlighting authors and books and the community, you know, you're very involved. You were someone kind of like, I knew you were very involved in the community. And so I was like, when, when I got the email, I was like, did she know she emailed me? (laughs) (laughs) I got a spreadsheet girl. Yes, I did do that on purpose. (laughs) Like, are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, I know you're on the spreadsheet. You're green. Uh, green means good. <laughs> You've been booked. <laughs> I love spreadsheets and, and color coding. So it's just one of those where, yeah, I, I think it's this opportunity. Now, the question is like, not to put you on the spot, but was I on your like goal to do list? Yeah, you were in different ways too. So it, for, for this. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, I don't know if I should talk about it or not, but it was on my bucket list to have a book being nominated for a sultry. Yes. Listeners. I think I had that listed under my five-year bucket list year, like goals. (laughs) Yeah. 
So yeah, absolutely. Again, it's one of those things that is surreal that I'm like, I'm getting to do this podcast within my first year. And I had, you know, my very first book to come out was nominated for a sultry, two sultries, you know, yeah. the, and, and so it's like, it's, it's another one of those moments of like, pinch me, but please don't pinch me. Yeah. You kind of want to stay. Yeah. I was all excited for you when I saw your name on, on the sultry listeners awards, because those are the, these are the awards. It's not, I know it's the, like people are like, Oh, I want to win an Emmy. I want to win a Tony. I want to win an Oscar. And the equivalent to that is like the Sobas and the Indies. But the reality is that someone has to nominate you and pay. And usually it's a production company and or the author. And, you know, kind of it's also like a little bit of like, I want this for more industry professional. It is. Yeah. The Sultry Listeners Awards are basically the people's choice. And someone out there said this book, this, this narrator, these people, and the fact that they took the time to fill out that form, which is, I mean, I created the damn thing <laughs> and I made it as easy as possible. And still I'm going, it's too long. One of those few rare moments where you're like, too long is not good. I was going to say, do you ever have regrets for some of the choices that you've started and created in that way of like, you're like, why did I do this? Why did I start this race? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, there's in all my years of everything I've ever done, my philosophy has always been never to regret anything. And to like, what could I have learned from it? So everything's a lesson. Everything's yeah. a lesson, exactly. So whether it's people and situations to, you know, so if you listen to reforms, I'm always in the lookout to how I can improve and do better and things like that. So uh, me, I've inherited it from, you know, this is its ninth year. So it was eight years in the running without me. I've been part of it for about six in one capacity mm -hmm. or another, whether it's a host of categories on my blog or the graphic designer for it and things like that. And, and now I'm the the owner with the mostest of it. And it's been all me, myself and nobody else. And I'm going, did I bite more than I can chew? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's something that it's important to the community, important to you guys as narrators and authors. And it, it's nice to have something to feel like, oh my God, it isn't someone that I know, or it wasn't something that got paid for. Someone loves me. It's like, I would imagine also like, an artist seeing your piece go in a museum, right? And being able to be a fly on the wall as people observe your piece. Mm -hmm. It's knowing that your art resonated or is resonating with people. You know, you hopefully did justice to the author's words. So I think now for me, like you said, it's like people's choice. It's it's like, oh my gosh, like they liked it enough to bring it up or it resonated them enough to think about it more than just listening to it once and forgetting mm -hmm. it's like oh my gosh you know yeah and you were not only nominated for the book that you narrated but you're also nominated in the new um new like favorite new narrator so you're also as a you know for your work period you were nominated so i know that um the, uh, this is coming out after but the uh, the winners are going to be announced on friday the the 22nd mm -hmm. month so i still got a post about that see uh <laughs> oh gosh sorry reminded you of more work no uh -oh. you're like it's on my list of things to do uh <laughs> i don't know how you do it all oh gosh i don't know either but hey it works <laughs> probably don't sleep and you run on coffee <laughs> yeah but the thing is my parents 
would dunk my pacifier in Cuban espresso coffee. So I, it does not have oh, that effect so on me. It's like a jump start. It's okay, not, yeah. it's not a jump start anymore because I grew up on it. So to me, it's like soothing and I can go to bed and drink a cup of coffee. But uh, yeah, it, it's for me, it's just, uh, I, I know it's something that is needed in the community. I am happy to be able to do it. And you know, figuring out how it works best and how to improve it every year as it continues to grow. And then, um, and it's, yeah, it might've been a little bit more than I could chew, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy that bite. <laughs> you're stepping up. You're trusting it. You're, you're, you're jumping out of the plane. Yes. I've done it before. It's just how the podcast got started. I, you know, who knows it's going to bring next time around, but you guys as listeners and the, and the, the narrators and the, and the authors that I've shared about it, that's also it helps to want to keep motivated to continue to do it, to see that you guys are excited about it, that you're grateful for the uh, listeners to have list, you know, listed you. That's the other thing too. There was moments where I'm like, I'm like waiting to see someone that like a narrator say like, Oh my God, I got nominated and post to say thank you. And some did and some didn't. And that's on them, not on anybody else. But I'm like, Hey, the reality is, is that you're, you have a following in the fan base that took the time to fill out that form. <laughs> right? Like, I can't understand. I understand it happened, but I, I'm like, really? Like, I, I'm, it's, you're so grateful, but I'm like, it, it, it's so surreal. It, it's like, I, I mean, I'm, I can't fathom how. I mean, that list had 47 incredibly, incredibly much more talented people than I am, who have who have so many more books out there that I'm like, how am I on this list at all? You know, and and especially since at the time. I had one book out. I don't even think Not So Lucky was out. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm i the one that had to go through and make sure you all fit in the category. Actually, and here's the thing. On my spreadsheet, no lie. Uh, <laughs> I have the number of times you were nominated. And then, because here's the thing, there was 47 listed at the end of the day. That's not the total number of entries in total. Oh gosh, I'm sure. Yeah, and then the number of books you had that were actually in that window of categories that you can actually fit in. So not that I'm going to be, don't y'all do not be texting me, calling me or asking me on DMs. How many people nominate? Cause I'm not telling you, no. but I don't know if I want to know. Right. Yeah. But it was a good number, girl. It was more than like, like, like more than 10, but you had two books that fit into the category. You're like, and I was like looking, I'm going, girl, got only two books out and she's already on this list. I love it. <laughs> so I, when I saw your name, I was floored for you. And I was so excited. Cause again, at the end of the day, I'm also a fan. I'm a listener and to see people rally around each other and, and love on the work that you've done. It's fantastic. And so, yeah, that's also why I did new narrator up and coming and favorite because otherwise who <laughs> against Sebastian yeah. York, <laughs> yeah. Or Andy Arndt, yeah. you know, and so it's, it's nice to be able to shine a little bit of a light and, you know, some of that sunshine on you guys. Right. So it's amazing. And I, I mean, I, had voted the previous year, mm -hmm. you know, obviously as a listener, but I was divulging more into the community and things that I could find ways to support and do things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like I had voted the previous year and for, you know, narrators and things. And I voted this year, but I voted for people that definitely wasn't myself. Like it was like, I never, I was going in as a reader, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like, and these people and they're on this list and it's like, oh my gosh, like, yes, they're on this list. Like they made it. Yeah. <laughs> Be happy for your peers and, and, and people that you know and, 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 you know, eventually be like friends or not. Is and then people that like, I hope to see on the list mm -hmm. in the upcoming years. Yeah. Girl, at this rate for next year, you'll be either in the, you know, up and coming or who knows, like just narrator. <laughs> 
my gosh. <laughs> figure out a better name for that. Just narrator. But I don't want to go with like season. Downgraded to narrator only. Right. But no, because it, it was honestly, man, it was a process from like, yeah. okay, how do I go by? Okay, this one's easy. New. You got to have less than X amount of books. You're new, babe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm like up and coming. Okay, great. This is going to be between this and this. I'm like, what do y'all call the ones that have been around for eons? Right. I'm like, <laughs> old. The Avengers. Established. Established. But, then again, but now here's the thing. Established doesn't mean X amount of numbers because you could be an established navigator and have only five. True. So it's like, it's just one of those, like, I'm still so, I'm like, you know what? Uh, keep it simple, stupid. Narrated. I think you landed on <laughs> perfect vernacular. I think so too. I think I, I'm like, good, unless something else or someone has a better suggestion, I'm all ears. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm all ears, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun. There's even going to be a feedback session afterwards. So, you know, once that stuff is like, yeah, I want to hear from you guys as a community, both that of the nominees and also as well as those that are listeners that are voting. So we're going to have a, a survey form go out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I might need a drink. <laughs> Hey, I might need you to come over and have ice cream with me and watch the I Love Lucy as we're going through. You this. can't not feel better after you watch. The I show. know exactly. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But yeah, I'm excited. But those are gonna be coming out. I think on the 20 seconds, which will be after. I mean, we this goes live. But you know, yeah, I'm excited to see everyone who gets it and then and all that fun stuff. My God, girl, I can talk to you for like hours. But I'm going to let you go. So before we do end this talk and stuff like that, tell me what is coming up next for you that you can't talk about and what you're, you know, what you're, um, what's coming out as far as releases and recording. A lot of things have been altering, which is something I'm learning. Things get shifted around and postponed or, or moved or certain things. So I do. So I guess I'm developing other personas, if you will, for some certain things. So I'm starting to record some things under that. And then um, currently, the Pucking Wrong Guy by Sarah Jane will be book two, and that will be coming out in January. I think that'll be the next release. I just had Irresistible Rogue by Jane Diamond, which is book four in the Vansity Villains series. Uh, that just released two days ago. And um, that was my first dual book, which was exciting. And I did that with Dane Anderson, who is another on that list of new narrators. And he's incredible. And then... We'll be doing book three in C.R. Jane's series, which is The Pucking Wrong Date. That'll be coming out, I believe, in March, I believe. And I have a five-book series coming out uh, that is Dark Mafia Romance. It did get postponed, so I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about with that one. We know it's mafia. We're good. It's not your. It's not what you're used to in the best ways. Like, as a reader, I think we all kind of expect certain things for Dark Mafia, and this is that, but not. Ooh. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, some rom-coms. And yeah, if you, but I don't, I'm not allowed to talk about a lot right now. It's good. Now, trust me, I always say at the very minimum, say that we have some fun stuff coming out. There's a rom-com, which you've done a great audit. Also, like, like I'm going to be a wizard. There's going to be a this and then that, and we're good. And then I'll be a dark star and then authors in the bluegrass mm -hmm. and going to hang out in Denver so yeah hopefully can see everyone yeah I'll make sure to bring you not a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll bring you one I'll bring you a coffee I don't know what to order but I'll bring between now and then you'll we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah Thank you so much for being my guest and hanging out with me. It's been so much fun. Thank you for, 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 for being my version of Penguin House. Me, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
is amazing. Incredible. Good. I'm glad. I always find it's always, I always like, please let you guys have fun. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think you guys did have fun. But if you guys are not following um, Alexa on her social media, I'm going to be including all of their links on the landing page over at Viviana Enchantress the book so you can follow them. And until next time, happy listenings. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook-loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening. <laughs>